Hello, everyone. And the discourse that I wanted to read to you today is titled An Exemplary Life, uh, of course, by Pierre Sarkar. And he gave this discourse on January 2nd, 1979 in Patna, India. And here we go. Once, in an answer to a question, Lord Buddha outlined a set of principles that human beings should follow in life. The first of these principles is right ideology or Samyak Darshan. Human beings should base their lives on an ideology. Those without an ideology do not view the world rationally or benevolently, but view it with the greedy eye of an exploiter. However, those who follow the guiding principles of a radiant ideology can better view and judge the world. In order to prevent human degradation, ideology is indispensable. The earlier one embraces an ideology, the better it is, because first, sufficient time is needed to assimilate the, assimilate the ideology, and second, one can never say with certainty how long one will live. Many people die in the prime of life. The decision to lead a family life or to become a sannyasi should be taken at the proper time. What is the use of becoming a sannyasi during old age? How can a person have enough strength to serve the society at, the, at that time? Everything should be done at the right moment. One should follow an ideology which encourages the development of a universal outlook. It should not be based on narrow ideas. In the past, ideologies were based on very limited ideas, and thus people had to go, had to undergo endless troubles. Due to constant fighting between various communities, the human society has suffered tremendously. The second principle is right determination, or samyak samkalpa. One should decide, as early as possible, how one will lead one's life. Family people are required to know, to know the necessary rules and regulations for living an ideal family life, and must follow them in both letter and spirit. They will have to take the vow to render more service to the society. Actually, they have two families. One is their small family, having five or six members, and the other is the larger family, that is, the entire human society. Human beings should understand at an early age how they will fulfill their duty. Should I give up my home and adopt the life of a sannyasi for the well-being of the larger society? Or should I move ahead, maintaining a happy balance between my small family and the large family. One will have to take a vow to follow either of these two paths. For the sannyasis, there is one family, the larger family, that is, the entire universe. Sannyasis own everything or nothing. However, for the family people, there are two distinct families, one small and one large, and they are to serve both. Thus, the householder's path is not an easier or simpler, but it's quite complex. One should first understand the two paths and then take a vow to follow one of them faithfully. One should make a firm determination to fully establish oneself in life. Only in this way can a human being attain fulfillment. Anyone living such a life cannot be tormented by the agony of disappointment and frustration. The third principle is right speech, or samyak vak. Here, vak includes all the sensory and motor organs, not only the vocal cord. Vachar vanmanasi 
பிரகியனஸ்டார் யாச்சியான மத்மணி கெனாத்மணி மகாதி நீயாச்சித்தார் யாச்சிய அத்மணி ஹியூமன் பீயிங்ஸ் ஹவ் டென் ஓர்கன்ஸ் ஃபைவ் சென்சரி ஐஸ் இயர்ஸ் நோஸ் டங் அண்ட் ஸ்கின் அண்ட் ஃபைவ் மோடர் வோக்கோகோட் ஹேண்ட்ஸ் ஃபீட் ஏனஸ் அண்ட் ஜெனட்டோ ஓர்கன் அக்கோர்டிங் டு சம் பீப்பிள் தேர் இஸ் அண்ட் இலெவன்த் ஓர்கன் த மைண்ட் ஒன் ஹூ ஹவ் டு திங்க் டீப்லி about the best way to utilize these organs and act accordingly one should think about their utilization before doing something and not after chakuna sambaro sadu sadu sotena sambaro kanena sambaro sadu sadu bachaya sambaro manasa sambara sadu sadu sabata sambaro sabata sambaro biku sabaduke pamchati buddha says think once before you speak If you have the eyes to see, cast a quick glance before you look at anything. Otherwise, do not look at all, because whatever you see will influence the mind. Don't listen to anything which is not worth hearing. Only listen to that which purifies and elevates the mind. Human beings should control their organs in this way. The organs should be controlled by the mind and not the mind controlled by the organs. This is Samyak Vak. The fourth principle is right livelihood or samyak ajiva. Ajiva means livelihood in Sanskrit. Unscrupulous people earn a lot of money from actions which are by nature sinful and harmful for the world. Human beings should not earn their livelihood in this way. Their means of livelihood should be pure and sacred and should not harm anyone. Lord Buddha's father was called Shudo Shududana. Shuddha means pure and Odana means rice or any staple food or means of livelihood. So Shuddhodana literally means a person who lives by honest means, whose food is accepted by all. The fifth principle is right exercise or Samyak Bhyayam. Many people do physical training and play sport to strengthen their bodies. But human beings are not only endowed with a body. they have a mind and a soul as well and an equal importance should be given to strengthening all three there should also be proper exercise for mental development and spiritual elevation one should not neglect the mind or the soul what is the best way to strengthen the mind the best and proper way is to strictly observe the 16 points in parentheses physical mental and spiritual exercises for the all-round development of the individual The more rigidly you follow the 16 points, the more your mental strength will increase. It will increase so much that it will be more powerful than the collective mental strength of 100,000 people. In a psychic clash, they will have to concede victory to you. A person who is physically strong can fight against 8, 10, or 20 people at most, but no more than that. A psychically developed person, however, is able to fight against many more people. So you must endeavor to develop your psychic strength. This is your bounden duty. The more rigidly you follow the 16 points, the more psychic strength you will acquire. It will not take you long. The only way to develop spiritual strength is to surrender everything to Him. The more you surrender yourself to Him, the more you will develop your soul. Such development will lead to not only 10,000 people surrendering before you, but the entire universe. 
This is right exercise. Exercise is necessary not only in the physical sphere, but also in the psychic and spiritual spheres. The sixth principle is proper finishing, or samya karmantua. Once you have started a task, you should finish it in the proper way. Do not leave anything half finished or half done. Finish your work and finish properly. If you are sure you will start the work, and do not leave it until its com- completion. This is the spirit of proper finishing. The seventh principle is right memory, or samyak smriti. The literal meaning of smriti is memory. Many people ask me how they can increase their power of memory. Personally, I know quite a few secrets in this regard, as well as a number of physical exercises which increase the power of memory. In our 16 points, There are a number of psychic exercises which also help. In my experience, however, the quickest way is to meditate on that person who has a tremendously powerful memory. You should remember to use Guru Mantra regularly before every action. One attains success in the field of action by the right application of Guru Mantra. Some of you, I do not say all, often forget to use Guru Mantra before starting an activity. If you do forget, repeat it after completing the action. When one no longer makes such a mistake, that is, when one always remembers to use Guru Mantra before starting any activity, one is said to have attained Dhruva Smriti, or fixed memory. Dhruva means fixed, stationary. When by dint of sadhana, one establishes oneself in Dhruva Smriti, one experiences an unbroken flow of bliss in one's mind. In the scriptures, this intense spiritual bliss is termed Dharma Megananda. Whenever you develop that sort of fixed memory, you will experience Dharma Megananda. The last and eighth principle is right absorption or Samyak Samadhi. Here Samadhi signifies a state of intense love or attachment for a particular object. Except that object Except for that object, one forgets everything else in the universe, even oneself. This is a state called samadhi. When human beings love Paramapurusha, I'm sorry, when human beings love for Paramapurusha becomes so intense that they forget everything else in the universe, including themselves, they attain spiritual samadhi. Lord Buddha was referring to this spiritual samadhi when he spoke of Samyak Samadhi. Thank you.